0: And welcome to Watch podcast with another interesting episode. Temples, Devalai, or Mandir are considered sacred shrines in the Sanatan culture or Sanatan Dharma. In the normal parlance, people consider them as a normal place of worship and often compare them with mosques or churches, etc. <clears throat> However, if we go back to further centuries, temples have played a very important role in community building, economy of a state, promoting culture, education, and acting as a binder for the community of a particular state or an area. Today, to, de- to demystify the meaning, role, and significance of temples of a Devale, I have with me an esteemed professor, Mr. Ramakrishna Kaungala. Welcome, Professor. Uh,
1: namaste, Marinal. Uh,
0: uh,
1: it's very happy moment. Uh, I'm obliged that uh, I'm there on your channel. And uh, namaste to all the listeners.
0: Thank you so much, sir. So, uh, as far as introduction goes, uh, Professor Ram Krishna is an assistant professor in the Premier Indian Institute of Tourism and Travel Management, Gwalior MP. <clears throat> yes. And his areas of expertise includes Indian history, tribal heritage of India, content writing and digital recreation wherein if you will check out his Instagram profile you will see that he has digitally recreated uh, uh, the temples which, have, which are currently in a ruined state uh, and further Professor uh, Ram Krishna passionately works on photographing, recording and documenting the Indian temples all over the country <clears throat> uh, further you all may know that he also conducts short term courses on heritage interpretation and travel photography so, uh, Professor, in relation to today's subject, a prime question which I have is, what is a temple in Sanatan culture?
1: Uh, yes, Mirinal. See, the temple is a representation of everything that is Sanatana Dharma. Mm-hmm. Uh, temple... Always, generally uh, after this architectural courses and all uh, this have uh, come up, many architectural students, uh, they talk about temple uh, architecture only and physicality of it, but temple uh, is not just about physicality and its uh, uh, physical uh, structure. The temple should be always seen along with its iconographical, in the sense, the Murti uh, part also, the Murtis that are there, or the Murtis that are sculpted on the temple walls. So basically, a temple is a representation of uh, a Veda, a temple is a representation of all the Vedic rituals, temple is a representation of all the episodes that are there in Puranas and the Itihasas. Mm-hmm. and the temple on the temple walls you will find uh, episodes related to the life of uh, the god uh, who is embodied uh, or uh, who is uh, okay uh, installed as uh, moolavirat one who, who for whom uh, Pranapratisha is done in a temple so as a whole if you ask me what is uh, a temple temple is an encyclopedia of Sanatana dharma whatever is practiced in temple okay like uh, as mahabharata court goes if, uh, if it is not there in Mahabharata, then it is not there in the world. If it is not there in the world, then it is not there in Mahabharata. Same way, whatever a Sanatana Dharma represents or preaches or says or talks about, all that is there on the temple, temples and temple walls, and everything that temple stands for is what, uh, okay, is uh, seen, uh, okay, being practiced by all the Sanatanis. Understood,
0: Professor. So. Uh, That is a very interesting take. That it represents uh, a whole dharma itself. Uh, It is not a mere structure, which usually today's people think. Right, whenever they see temples or uh, yes, uh,
1: Brinal here, like uh, it is not a mere structure. For example, I'll I'll give a small example here. One example is uh, like uh, you uh, when you are going to a temple, you have to climb the steps, staircases.
0: Right, okay. Generally,
1: always, always temples are a little high uh, uh, platform, which we call it as a Jagati. Jagati means uh, the world. So it is a platform. Jagati all, already gen- generally in uh, metaphorical form, we say the whole world is a platform, is a, is a stage wherein uh, we are just performers. Same way. So on that high platform, there is a temple. And to uh, get our access to the temple, to uh, access the temple, what we do is we uh, Uh, take a staircase Mm. so the staircase is called Sofana Marga Sofana Marga in the sense the way to heaven Mm. so what is there in the temple or what is a temple is a heaven because you go there, you have some peace you will uh, worship your Ishtadaiva or your favourite God or whom you believe in and then when you are uh, praying him you are absolutely free of all the tensions free of negative energies and what is that? and that place is called heaven so that the staircase of temple itself is a representation of how you are reaching towards your favorite God keeping away all the negative energies aside
0: mm.
1: and that is the reason that staircase is called a sofana Marga see so fun. I'm just talking I'm just talking about one single element simple element staircase the sofana Marga and imagine what details must have been engraved or what do they stand for when we get further deeper into the temple elements
0: oh absolutely right and this is this is really enlightening actually you know like cool. what stairs do also represent something uh, uh in the in the in, in the sanatan culture basically so uh moving forward uh usually you know uh, uh as i said usually people consider temple as just a place of worship where people go they pray and they come out that that's the whole purpose basically for which people are or at least you can say the current generation uh are going basically uh so uh any any anything anything which you can delve into as to why earlier the temples were built uh, uh you know uh uh and uh, uh what kind of you know uh, uh role a temple played in 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 our culture and in various kingdoms you know the significance of it the role of it and why they were built by 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 the people or by a king uh, so if we can just delve into this particular question it'll i would be, it will be really grateful
1: yeah so uh, basically a temple is a representation of cosmos or basically a representation of whatever that is there under uh, pindan brahmanda that is how uh, we uh, comes to know we come to know from the sanatana dharma and our uh, okay uh, ancient uh, books or ancient granthas so the cosmos okay maybe it may be the earth and the, okay the planetary system it may be the bhagavan the god and his creation so everything that is there is represented in the for in, in the temple in the sense for example the base of the temple okay when a temple is constructed the base of the temple itself or the naksha, okay that is drawn is called as uh, vast purusha mandala in the sense you have uh, a brahma in a sense okay it's like uh, same like hiranyagarbha brahma or the central point from there you have different layers uh, okay uh, coming out and each layer has got a different, different name. And, uh, okay, it looks, okay, it is it is basically a Vastu with all the directions. So whatever you are seeing in this Brahmanda, so all that is, uh, okay, minimized uh, and drawn as a plan on which according to the plan a temple is built. So initially, the first step is why a temple is built? Because it is the representation of the cosmos. That is one thing that is all and who who builds it generally uh, the head of the state maybe head of the kingdom or uh, the rajan okay who is the ruler and there are many reasons uh, okay why do they do because they also believe in their god and whatever the gods they are believing believing okay they are suggested by their gurus to build a temple okay so that okay whatever they are believing in okay and uh, whatever the devotion they have that can be expressed okay for their gods and while doing so, knowingly or unknowingly, what do they do? The temple construction activity generates employment.
0: Right. The right.
1: Temple, temple construction activity shows the power, the wealth, and the muscle power of the king. Mm. And vastness of the kingdom. The temple construction activity itself patronizes the sculptors. Mm. In a sense, it, it will encourage the art. It will Encourage the culture in a sense. After a temple is constructed, yeah. So there are many people who work in the temple for maintenance of the temple. There will be the dancers, there will be the purohitas a gurukul will be there. So a temple is a powerhouse of different different activities in the society. And once a temple is constructed, all these are taken care of. In a sense, simply you can say, okay, right from the starting of the activity and till temple is finished. And then the prana is prati, okay the prana is established in the garbhagriha or the sanctum sanctorum okay with the deity or the Mola Virat. okay till then everything that is done okay generates some or the other way a livelihood to the people. And after that also okay till building the temple is one activity and after building the temple is another activity. after building the temple it does a, it does or it do play a bigger role what is that? preserving the dharma in a sense you are preserving art form you are preserving culture you are preserving literature you are preserving uh okay the beliefs the rituals the practices whatever you talk right and where do all this happen they all happen and then it is also in a message what is that message because the rajan the head of the state he himself is the devotee of the Mola Virat or the deity who is there in the temple. In the sense, yeah. God is above all. And he also under the purview of the God will be ruling the people. In a sense, when such activity is done, the Rajan is also be, is also uh, what do you say, is supposed to be a noble person.
0: Noble As
1: person. per the, okay, what God wishes. He, he is
0: not just a king, but he is more than... Yes. He.
1: Basically. More than a king who has to come under the purview of God and and whatever the principles and ethos that are said by, by our ancestors in our grandas. So he will has to, for example, if, if a temple uh, for Rama is constructed or a Krishna is constructed. Now, if he is a devotee of Rama and Krishna and he has to follow the ethos of what Rama and Krishna followed in their life okay and that that is directly or indirectly okay what the rajan is doing is he is also promising his people
0: right 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 right.
1: now you see uh, now you just see in this few uh, sentences that i have said how many angles are there
0: Right, like
1: it is an establishment of cosmos it is generation of employment it is preservation of culture art architecture and heritage Hmm. and through this you educate people you preserve the rituals okay and the practices and along with that spirituality devotion is happening and then you are conveying an inherent message to the people saying that i am also under the purview of the god whom you people are following mm,
0: Right, and I'm, that is when, I'm, not, I'm not different from you basically yes and exactly i guess i guess temple in earlier times also used to help in various cultural festivals right I mean, yes, exactly, them.
1: exactly. And and these cultural festivals, the whatever used to happen in the temples, they used to unify the society, oh. bring them together. Hmm.
0: Understood. Yes. Beautiful. Uh, so, uh, just one question, you know, which has been lingering, lingering on my mind, is the question of what is the meaning of pran pratishtha, right? Like whenever, yeah. uh, so I've heard this word a lot. See, whenever whenever a new temple is built. Uh, yeah. a statue is made a sculpture is made of a particular uh ishta or, or a dev or, or a dev or an Ishvara, right uh, uh, so see if if you look with our own eyes it's just a it's just an idol it's just a just a just a uh, sculpture which has been made from a stone right yes what does Pran pratishtha does to a particular particular idol uh, uh And while while installing it in a temple, in a sanctum sanctorum or a or garb, uh, basically. So what what does pran pratishtha means?
1: So uh, pran pratishtha is a extensive. Uh, uh, what do you say? High uh, uh, spiritual and devotional activity that is performed in a temple. Yeah. Uh, and uh, see, I will not get into much details because I am also. Uh, not a right person to comment on what actually prana Pratishtha is. Stapatis and vedacharyas they they will do it uh, okay yeah. perfectly. Still, now I'll give you some idea. See, when a murti is made, when a murti is made, okay, there are certain rules for making a murti. Even from the it, it is a very uh, okay, uh, minute and intricate uh, kind of uh, activity that is that goes on. How? even in selection of a stone for making murti is also uh, paid a lot of attention to. they do not select any stone that they want. Mm. there are three kinds of stones for making a murti. okay, it is called as pumshila, Strisila and Napunsaka shila. Mm. okay, pumshila is a male stone or it is also called as Krishna shila. in a mm. sense, whatever a stone when you hit with another stone if it makes a sound like a bell
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Then that stone is considered very perfect for Moolavirat, virat the chief deity or the main deity in the temple because the stone will be very strong and even in that stone you can make a very good full okay size full uh, life size uh, murti so once a life size murti is made and in making that life size murti also there are a lot of rules
0: mm-hmm. there
1: will be lines while sculpting so all those lines are called as lifelines jeevanarekhas
0: Oh. and then the
1: person who is sculpting the murti has to has to himself go through a certain uh, rules and regulations he will be fasting he will be waking he will be bathing so whatever the respect that we show to a proper god the same respect is shown while sculpting the murti and murti is sculpted then when it is brought to the temple so Pranapratishta is done and where is Pranapratishtha done pranapratistha is done at a place which are called as energy centers, or in simple language, you call them as vertex or vertices. Oh. So there are man, so there are many vertices on this earth, energy centers on this earth. So such energy centers are identified, and that energy center is considered as Brahmasthana. And in that Brahmasthana, whatever the Mola virat chief deity, or life-size okay, murti you make, it is brought to there, kept there and through a lot of okay veda mantras rituals what is done is okay the prana or the life is invited into the murti. Hmm. so this is a okay a very uh, intricate uh, activity that is being done and uh, all the rules and regulations for this even through the vedas and the Agama Shastra, especially generally, uh, Agama Shastras, there are a lot of rules, okay, and a lot of uh, mantras that, that are to be recited, Veda mantras. So, the Veda they come, they recite, okay, and while uh, they are doing Pranapatishtha, okay, some important dhatus that uh, uh, magnify the energy center or the vertex are kept below the murti and then murti is uh, okay made to stand and then okay through this mantras, the life enters the okay uh, murti and that process is called as prana pratishta and once the prana pratishta is done hey. so uh, it, it is uh, it almost becomes like a swambhu or uh, um, uh, uh, swayam uh, vakta okay uh, how because swayambhu in the sense it which has emerged by itself in a sense god emerges anywhere uh, okay he wishes yes. so like way after Pranapratishta is done so he becomes a swayambu. in the sense wherein there is energy and uh, you can worship him and uh, you can uh, okay uh, put all your energy and devotion to him and uh, you will answer uh, he will answer all your uh, questions uh, that is how uh, prana is done and prana has got utmost importance in temple culture, especially in temples. Why? Because if there is no pranapatishta, the temple is not considered uh, worth uh, okay to be worshipped uh, or uh, worth to be uh, okay visited. And that is the reason most of the temples that are destroyed during the Islamic invasions. Okay, what is done is okay. Even though temple is left like that, the Mola Virats or the chief deities are. Uh, broken okay thrown down or uh, their prana the prana is taken away from them and that is the reason okay when there is no prana it is like any other uh, stone it is considered and that is the reason a pratishta becomes even even a small stone okay there need not be a big temple is brought even a shivalinga you can bring and through vedamantras okay and vedacharyas or even by yourself if you are bringing chanting the mantras and bringing that prana into the murti okay that itself is enough enough which will attract lot and lot of uh, okay uh, pilgrims uh, from uh, across the world for example simple example is uh, one of the Dwadasha jyotirlinga Lingakshetras like uh, sri Shaila malikarjuna swami
0: yes yes if
1: you look at sri Shaila malikarjuna swami and the mula virat okay the shivalinga okay you'll be surprised okay and see, okay uh, a small shivalinga, but the energy that it radiates and the number of people it attracts is unimaginable. While the moolavirat of Tirupati mm. and the energy that it radiates, oh, and the power it has and the number of people it attracts per day is unimaginable. And that is the import. That is the okay power that is there in uh, prana Pratishta.
0: Absolutely. I mean, uh, my my personal experience while visiting uh, Tirupati Ji uh, at Anthra, it was it was something different. I mean, uh, I mean, if I can just share my experience as to what happened is, I was again in a line and in in a queue basically, and we were just reaching to a, uh, to the area, of, uh, the sanctum sanctorum. So I had this. all these, uh, you know, a lot of questions were lingering on my mind as to, you know, I'll ask this, I'll talk about this, all those things, you know, I'll, I'll ask for these wishes. And suddenly, as soon as I my, my eyes uh, saw the uh, Murti of Sri Vishnu, I forgot everything. I forgot myself. I forgot where I was. I forgot what were my thoughts, what 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 kind of questions I had in my mind, what kind of wishes I I had in my mind, and and it happened just for you can say thirty to forty seconds. That's and whatever
1: and what you have then is only the happy tears.
0: Yes, yes, that's it. My 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 hands were together, my hands were joined in a namaste form, and that's it. And I was constantly looking at uh, Shri Vishnu's face all the time and that's how you know i just came out of the main basically or the, the main main temple where uh ji is basically uh, uh seated so yes. i absolutely agree the energy centers which these uh, places create is something different and you if you are truly devoted and if you yes. believe then i think and you can i think you can only feel such energy when you are uh uh a uh, uh a true seeker or a true believer in your yes. own culture or, or you are an astic person <laughs> yes i guess definitely true. But, uh, that's great professor so uh, uh uh can you cite some examples as to uh, uh which particular kingdom uh played a very important role in in building a large number of temples do we have any kind of kingdom like i know there are many kingdoms which did their part and they did yes. beautifully but out of them which one you will you, you would say that this particular kingdom was the one who basically built large number of temples in 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 our country
1: yes as per the sources uh, like uh, that we come across so, when it comes to Central India and uh, North India, Central, little North and East towards uh, East of India, we have uh, Guptas. So, Gupta rulers they have built uh, okay uh, wonderful temples. Okay, right? They have built structural temples wherein okay stone by stone is added to make a temple. And then they have also built cave temples. Okay, they have excavated the okay hills and uh, okay rocks and they have uh, made the temples. So in central India and towards east and north, their contribution towards for temples and wherever they have gone, they have done this and very meticulously, without any fail till whatever the extent of their kingdom was, Inuk and corner, you find a temple, if, if, irrespective of its size, whether it is big or small, they have contributed a lot to the evolution of temple construction in India and their role can never be neglected or never be forgotten. Okay, that is one thing. And I do not know, when we read about the history of Guptas, this part, one part is much neglected. And they do not talk about uh, uh, the temple construction activity of Guptas. That is one sad thing. It's not that earlier there were no temples. There were temples, okay. But then the material that was used must have been different, like wood, etc. And then uh, brick. And then they have not, uh, okay, many of them have not survived. Okay, many reasons are there. We will not get into those uh, reasons. But then, the fact is the Guptas how uh, okay they have brought in the activity, and then later after Guptas, you will see every dynasty doing this temple construction activity religiously. Oh right, right,
0: absolutely. Because, because at, a, at, whenever, whenever. at a large
1: scale, not not at a smaller scale, at a large scale. And now temple building activity has gone to that stage that the bigger the temple, the mightier the empire that thing. is how so at a larger temple would represent how great a king is and that is how for example if you take uh, uh, south indian uh, okay uh, rulers like cholas yeah. like they have built Brihadeshwara temple so Priyadishwara massive Priyadishwara. okay guess, mighty uh, uh, temple guess, and,
0: the king was rajaraj Raj chola 1 i guess yes
1: rajaraja chola who
0: built, who built
1: uh, uh, the Brihadeshwara temple preharishwara temple yes And then, uh, next, uh, along with, uh, okay, like, uh, before uh, the Cholas also, you have Pallavas, Pallavas in, uh, uh, yes, uh, okay, in the south, Tamil Nadu, okay, they have done uh, a wonderful job, uh, okay, by, uh, okay, building uh, the monoliths, okay, the cave temples and structural temples also, that is where, like Guptas in the north and central India, same way, the Pallavas in the south, and the contemporary of Pallavas are the Chalukyas. Beautiful and wonderful temples they have built and in their original form. And in those days, okay, somewhere around 1500 years ago, okay, 15 to 1300 years ago, the advancement of art and sculpture that you see, okay, in Pallavas or the Guptas or uh, okay, the Chalukyas, Mm -hmm. it's amazing, it is amazing and wonderful. Okay, there, there is no parallel to it, okay, anywhere else in the world, and that is for sure and then coming to kalinga region also if you come to kalinga rulers okay like uh, narsimhadev okay like you see the present konark okay puri jagannath temples right. okay, they were all great temples and then the solanki rulers of gujarat and uh, south rajasthan and they also have built uh, wonderful uh, temples and then later on the rajputs Right. Rajputs in Central, Central India, West India, and North India, all these rulers, okay. Anywhere, you take any dynasty, that temple construction activity and patronizing of the temples, okay, has been their important prime. For example, if today we have a country, okay, India as a country, we have a home ministry, isn't it? Okay, and it was it was like that for them. A department, okay, wherein, which was seen as very important for the survival of dharma, upkeeping of dharma in the country, okay, for upkeeping of all the culture and heritage that is okay uh, going on, and then, okay, obviously their uh, okay relevance also.
0: True, true, absolutely, absolutely, professor. And uh, this is really enlightening. I mean, uh, the kind of role which temples have played in our country, I guess it's been huge, uh, but unfortunately, I guess in today's time it has reduced drastically. Drastically yeah. reduced and unfortunately many
1: Brinal, only, uh, Brinal, only one uh, simple thing so Today, even today, yeah. the, if Sanatana Dharma is existing
0: hmm.
1: And most of us are Sanatani's Right Okay, that is one reason It is because of the presence of temples And the oral uh, tradition that we people are used to For example, even if you go to any normal Hindu family Okay, you say, do a prayer Okay, yeah. then a, a, a child starts chanting Shuklam, Vishnum, Shashivarnam, in, mm-hmm. sense, in the sense, see, we are into that oral tradition while worshipping the God and in the presence of temples. And when the temples are there for generations together, you may be attacked by the invaders or some, something may happen. Okay, our people, our ancestors have never stopped doing a yatra to the temple, hmm. that okay. right. So, temples are there. And they are on the banks of the water bodies Which are called as Tiridakshetras Absolutely. So uh, uh, giving lot of respect To uh, uh, how water plays A role in our life And then our people Because the temple Tiridakshetra is uh, present Or Pune Kshetra is present They are doing a Yatra to that place Because they will believe in that God yeah. And likewise see What a phenomenal uh, okay, uh, Work the temples have done In preserving our Sanatana Dharma due to, Especially due to Yatra not simple act
0: absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so uh, professor uh, 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 this question has been lingering on my mind for quite a long time and I always wanted to understand as to how you know big and grand temples uh, in southern India survived till date and they are still surviving uh, the point to say is that i am not saying that temples did not survive in northern india but we don't have this large scale temples or the kind of which we have in in in, in southern india you know yes. and maybe i can say in, in the in, if i if i go if I, if I can talk about eastern side uh, i see puri jagannath or Konaksan sun temple uh, maybe and in central india we can say khajuraho or some other temples which i have not yet, i really do not know what are big temples we have in central india but yeah. when it comes to northern india barring the part of you can say rajasthan uh, but still still the kind of grandeur and the the kind of scale which uh, the temples which Southern India has got, uh, there is no comparison to it. So, as to, as to why that happened, like how how it happened that uh, these big, huge temples survived
1: in in, in, in Southern India. Okay. Uh, Murnal, uh, before, before answering this question, let me make one statement. <clears throat> it's not that uh, the temples in uh, South are not attacked or not ransacked or it's not that uh, okay south indian temples are uh, okay uh, surviving okay the temples in karnataka okay uh, tamil nadu and kerala okay they are surviving but then imagine what about the temples that are there in in and around uh, telangana and andhra pradesh all of them have vanished how where did they go what has happened to them because Telangana and Andhra Pradeshri, okay, Telangana, most of the Telangana, the present Telangana region, were ruled by the uh, Hyderabad Nizams. Okay? Okay. and if you go towards the north of Karnataka, north Karnataka, uh, okay, this uh, uh, Vijayapura region and uh, Gulbarga region and all, there are also plenty of temples. But where did all those? And Vidarbha region of Maharashtra also where are those temples that were constructed by the ancestors for generations to not one year or okay one decade or a century for okay millennium uh, these people have constructed in a sense equally whatever the laws that was done in the north slowly okay for a time over a period of time they all were smashed ransacked plundered and grounded and that is how temples all have vanished in this Vidarbha, Gulbarga, Hyderabad, okay, Telangana regions, okay, even Andhra Pradesh also. But then anyway, now <coughs> how did the temples uh, survive in uh, South? Yeah. Uh, let me let me answer this in uh, different different uh, parts. One thing is, uh, see, in North India, uh, the material that is used for constructing temples generally is a sandstone. Okay. And in South India, the material that is constru- used for constructing temples is uh, granite. Granite is available in plenty. Mm-hmm. So granite is one of the hardest stones in the world. Right. Wherein uh, a sa- a sandstone is very okay uh, like soft stone. Mm-hmm. And whenever temples are attacked, so the uh, ransack or the demolition you see more in north indian temples than the south indian temples
0: yes yes true
1: absolutely i i observe one uh, uh, thing north indian temples are more especially these nagara temples are more intricate Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and uh, and uh, a little smaller in size but when it comes to south indian temples they may not be intricate but they are very huge right right so because of their size and the material that was used, okay, people, the invaders, it's not that invaders have not come, they have come very much. They have come till Madurai Meenakshi Amman temple and beyond that, and they have ransacked and plundered, but then they could not withstand the power of the material and their grandeur. That is one reason. They had no patience and they had no energy to bring them down. Okay, that is one reason. And second point, the number of invasions that North India has seen is compar- comparatively, or comparably more okay when it comes to South India. That is one thing. Right. And third, third important, very important, and I should not uh, okay uh, with because this should be the first point uh, while uh, okay answering this question is uh, the role of uh, okay temple caretakers in protecting the temple. Right. It's it's not it's not that uh, it was not done in the north. In north also, the temple protectors, the temple priests. Okay, they have protected, they have fought ferociously, and they have uh, laid their lives protecting the temples and Mola Virats, no doubt. But then, because basically what happens is North India, a plain region, very much accessible, and then, uh, okay, uh, uh, when the invaders are arriving, okay, the time that was available for temple protectors was very less. Very less,
0: absolutely. That is the reason.
1: So, but in South, what has happened is when temples were attacked, okay, maybe all terrain is not very plain, okay. And then uh, when the invaders are coming, okay, these people knew already. And what did they do is by taking the Mola Virat or the, uh, the main deity, okay, the temple caretakers used to okay run away kilometers together so that uh, uh, nothing is done to the Mola Virat or the chief deity. Achieved deity. And there are ample, exa- ample examples that are recorded, which are there uh, written. Okay, uh, in the literature that uh, the Mola Virat of uh, many South Indian temples, okay, uh, example of Chidambaram, example of Madurai, many other temples wherein the Mola Virats were taken, uh, they were thrown into the wells, they were thrown into the pushkarinis, they were thrown into uh, the sand and then, okay, the sand was buried over it there are some, some temples in karnataka wherein the temples uh, whole okay whole village came forward to cover uh, or whole uh, kingdom came forward to cover the temples with mud and then they ran away and later on somebody has come excavated and dug out whole temple so there are such many such instances in south india so uh, and that and today you see after many uh, thousands and thousands of years okay when we when we do some any small construction a- activity also every day you you have seen newspaper that a new murti or new uh, uh, a deity is found what is the reason because the generations together wherever whenever they ran away with their uh, the gods so hmm. whenever they ran away with their gods they have kept them somewhere see how far will they carry them heavy absolutely. Okay, And one, one after the other is dying, they are attacking, they are kept somewhere, they are uh, okay, uh, hidden somewhere. So all they are, all of this is coming out slowly, one after the other. So that is what. So basically, uh, uh, one main reason we can simply say is because of the construction of material that is used. And then the number of uh, 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 repetition of invasions that have happened. So repetition of invasions were more in North when compared to the South.
0: Compared to the south, right? Absolutely, north has faced a burn for a longer period of time. <laughs> but I think, and, I th- and one
1: thing, one thing we have to agree, Mrinal, even after such ransack and plunder, also imagine uh, how Sanathanis are even today, okay, much uh, flourishing in the north. And we have to thank everybody, every one of them, absolutely,
0: absolutely, absolutely, professor. And I guess, uh, uh, the kind of uh uh i think i think there is now much greater awareness about our culture i mean people are right. Trying to study, people are trying to understand. Uh, uh, but I think it will take its own sweet time to have uh, the kind of renaissance which we are ex- expecting in our country. You know, the Sanatani Renaissance. You know, the kind of, for example, Japan had Meiji Restoration, Europe had Industrial Revolution. Uh, India, unfortunately, after nineteen ninety one, I guess. Uh, but, uh, I mean, we did not. admit it. We didn't had a huge renaissance which had. Change the directions, direction of our country permanently. Uh, I hope yes. we will achieve that, uh, and I think only, only, only the Sanatan culture is capable of bringing that renaissance. That is my humble view. Uh, yeah. which I feel. Uh, so moving forward, <clears throat> uh, with respect to uh, uh, the, the temples, uh, what is uh, your view on? On, uh, see, I mean, whenever I, whenever I see, uh, the whenever I visited southern uh, uh, temples in southern India, I saw that the kind of the traditions and the culture which is being followed, it is being followed as per the. Uh, as per the shastras, yes. as per the Vedas, that I have seen in, in the southern in southern Indian temples. Uh, but when I but when I go to North, for example, I myself I belong to uh, a place called Agra, which is in Uttar Pradesh, and yes. uh, we often keep visiting uh, uh, our kul cool, uh, uh, cool Devi, uh, you know. Yes. Uh, uh, but unfortunately, when I see the kind of uh, the kind of upkeep which is there in the temple the kind of uh, the way uh, people are you know uh, treating things shabbily you know and they are not kind of respecting the, the kind of energy which a particular place of temple have got uh, why we have this whole uh, divergent behavior in respecting a place of worship you know or, or not a place of worship but a dewa basically yes. in, in southern southern no. India what what
1: do you think the uh, reason of uh, what kind of uh, you know yes brinal uh, see it is very simple it's a one-line uh, answer uh, it is it that is what is called uh, a cross-cultural uh, issue isn't it because uh, uh, the north has been the center of uh, power for delhi sultans and uh, mughals mm. so they were there here and uh, the places and uh, you imagine uh, their policies like jizya, religious tax you convert or you die or you embrace uh, the religion okay that they they believed in so this is how uh, things have happened and uh, because of their culture see not one day or two days one year or two years or ten year one decade uh, almost for three centuries okay they have ruled or then uh, okay three centuries uh, so more than that it's almost like 500 years they have ruled okay both the delhi sultans and uh, mughal sultans and because of that imagine uh, what kind of influence they have had uh, at the region uh, okay in the northern northern region and the temple practices and uh, that we're having and imagine what do you expect so when uh, there is aurangzeb do you expect that aurangzeb will be uh, allowing all the people to uh, visit uh, kashi vishunath and do their uh, okay uh, all the practices and rituals that are to be done, no, okay, there must have been a lot of fear among the people. There must have been a a kind of a a torture if they are following their culture, okay, traditions, rituals, if performed. And that is the reason it's like uh, it might have must have been like a corona for Hinduism then. How? Uh, because during corona what are we doing we cannot go anywhere we are there in our homes maybe during their rule, okay it was not so much freedom for hindus that they can go to temples and practice if you are going to temple then you will be sacked right
0: right for freedom. And because
1: they they remained because they remained in their homes okay they never had that opportunity to uh, perfect uh, what their traditions and rituals are that is what has happened and when it comes to south okay these places where you will see rich culture and heritage are far from the seat of power okay of these uh, invaders and that is the reason you find uh, the culture still uh, much rich right, right
0: absolutely for example let's let's take example of delhi i mean
1: delhi was basically an Indo- and uh Brunal now you you believe me so now after that rule is gone hmm. now what has happened again people traveling from north to south or south to north okay hmm. this yatra again Okay, maybe it may be for pilgrimage or it may not be for pilgrimage. But people going south and from south people coming north, they have looked at one another and slowly the same traditions and rituals that were there started reviving again. Again, okay. can hmm. you
0: cite an example?
1: Example, of, uh, see uh, the yagyas that are done. So if you go towards the south, okay, a puja or the Veda mantras that are chanted are very ritually done. Yes. so in the north what happens is they are done in a swift manner yeah,
0: okay. yeah that,
1: that much time is but now slowly what has happened is uh, okay they are paying attention to and another important uh, aspect that i have seen the temple priests okay uh, collecting uh, uh, exorbitant uh, okay money here and there uh, okay without doing uh, proper uh, rituals but in contrast when you go towards the south it's not that i'm separating or i'm demeaning anybody with due respect to everybody here and there now it may not be a major case but then here and there you see so when you they go towards the south indian temples okay which is not the case so now in the north also there are many hindus or Sanatanis who are very much aware of this practice and they say see this should not happen now many uh, hindu okay i see on uh, twitter and instagram and many hindu okay accounts or sanatani accounts uh, who are uh, working for our dharma they themselves uh, okay at different different point of time they have raised this issue and they say this exorbitant collection of money and for all these uh, okay, things that they are doing, and uh, okay, this collection should be stopped. So such awareness has come already. So that, that, that will slowly subside, so people are realizing. So this cross-cultural influence again will be there, and things will be fine very soon.
0: Oh, I, I, I hope so <laughs> but you know what yeah. I mean just one thing which is coming into my mind is with respect to the kind of uh, like we have this uh, we have Christianity right in our country too and yes. we have some of the followers of this particular culture as in uh, yes. I see a lot of lot of influence Christianity has having in southern India like in state, of, yeah. in, uh, in state of Kerala it came way way earlier actually so I can understand that you know, like because it because it started way earlier there, uh it was influenced and there are many other factors why Christianity became a kind of uh, another dominant religion in in the state of Kerala or that particular yeah. <clears throat> but I am seeing that in the states of in states like Tamil Nadu, in states of in in, in Andhra Pradesh, I think Karnataka is still better uh than these yes. but but in Andhra and Tamil Nadu we are seeing uh uh, uh Numbers increasing, uh, you know. Uh, though we, ha- though southern India, or the Sanatani population of southern India follows uh, the culture, the rituals, the the, the, the Vedic, the Vedic parampara, uh, uh, yeah. more honestly than the people in northern India. So, any any reason why why this thing is happening uh, in in southern India? Why why there is this bit of shift? Yes.
1: You know, yes, Mrinal. Uh, th- this is a beautiful question, but though it is our, off of our topic, but then, yeah, uh, but, but, just, you know. but then uh, I, I will I will let you know. I'll let you know with simple reason. See, Mrinal, to be very fair, uh, this uh, uh, missionary activity or conversion activity that you see in South, which is very rampant, uh, is not a very uh, old uh, phenomenon okay and you will be surprised okay uh, and look at this uh, okay census uh, during the british era and post british era so this rampant missionary activity that you see in south india today in states like kerala tamil nadu and andhra pradesh even telangana is a post independent phenomenon that is uh, some surprising fact
0: that is in a sense,
1: after after independence our elected governments because of their vested interests okay and they have to place their uh, okay uh, okay leaders and uh, religious gurus okay religious uh, preachers are sitting somewhere else in the vatican city they have encouraged m- missionaries and then these missionaries have gone into the nook and corners remote areas okay targeted the poverty and have converted and today you don't believe okay the missionaries how they have uh, started appropriating even the hindu symbols for example you will see the missionaries wearing saffron uh, okay uh, robes going around converting the people you will see that the people have uh, okay uh, uh, written and composed yeshu sahasranamam okay the people have started designing uh, 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 dances like uh, Yeshu Natyam in place of bhartha same Bartha Natyam but it will be a song of Yeshu playing behind and then they will be dancing. So the <laughs> cultural uh, uh, a- or cultural appropriation is at most uh, uh, rampant in South India and all because of all because of ruling class and nobody is to be blamed. And to take example, uh, Andhra Pradesh, what is happening? You see, you touch each and every uh, village, okay. Once upon a time, okay, it was different. Now, each and every village has a church. Hmm. Each and every village has a church. But and such a surprising fact. Uh,
0: I'll, 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 you know, I kind of interrupt you here. Uh, are we, are we seeing, uh, are we seeing a, 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 a kind of blowback to such activities? Are we, are we witnessing anything happening with this regard? in in southern India, because southern India had or it, since earlier days it has encapsulated itself very well uh, through. Such... So, so yes, is it
1: happening uh, today also. <laughs> uh, no, yes. Uh, see, uh, in Tamil Nadu, uh, there is a lot of Brahmin uh, bashing. So yeah. they uh, demean them a lot. Slowly, there is a realization. Uh, okay, uh, in them, and slowly uh, they are trying to okay. Uh, push it back again uh, come to the level and uh, in uh, other regions also it's nobody a uh, ruling class or uh, some uh, a big machinery is not doing anything but uh, then smaller smaller uh, okay, organizations individuals people like you and me uh, in their uh, okay, capacity are spreading a word uh, about uh, this rampant conversion that is happening and uncontrolled uncontrolled conversion that is happening because uh, see uh, this is not the platform uh, to say but then uh, see we will have another session on this wherein i can i can narrate uh, uh, episodes of stories uh, okay for you okay how it is done why it is done when it is done okay who is doing okay all uh, these stories
0: so, absolutely, I think that can be the topic of our podcast, uh, which is yeah, exactly this topic, and it requires a lot of study. And, and you know, yeah. why why such things are taking place in, in, a, in a beautiful country? Uh, so, Professor, uh, again, again, uh, moving a bit forward, uh, uh, according to you, uh, are we do, do we have any? huge temples in northern in northern india specifically deep north uh, uh or maybe the parts of uttar pradesh or you can say uh, uh central india where you know people should visit and and kind of explore such areas uh you know so that the the the, 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 the.
1: yes see you have wonderful temples all across gujarat you have wonderful temples uh, in uh, madhya pradesh madhya pradesh is a, uh, what do you say a kind of uh, a jewel of uh, okay it's a uh, oh, it's a okay golden ball of temples a lot of temples in madhya pradesh you go every 50 kilometers you find a temple every 50 kilometers you go to odisha odisha the capital of odisha bhuvaneshwar itself is called a city of temples you go to uttar pradesh even uttar pradesh also the uh, density of temples that you find in madhya pradesh uh, gujarat and uh, odisha the density is less but still you also find uh, lot of temples temples in uttar pradesh and not just that you go towards uh, himachal then uttarakhand and jammu and kashmir and till right. there also you find the temples okay uh, built in uh, wood uh, built in uh, wood and uh, stone and then uh, rock cut temples also muchur rock cut temples okay which are very famous uh, Okay, rock-cut temples and imagine okay people think that after central india if you go towards the north except that small pagoda temples you do not have much bigger temples but masrur rakka temple a temple is one good example and, uh, uh, and a very ancient temple okay yeah, yeah you have a lot a lot of them to explore
0: understood but but you know what professor uh, the kind of activity which temple or the kind of role the significant the significance it played during earlier earlier days or during earlier times somehow uh do you think that current temples are not playing the same roles? they have just become a normal place of worship like 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 other other places of worship you know like mosque or, uh, or uh, i think i think gurdwara still plays the role of community building
1: see uh now uh, this is this is a very relevant question and very beautiful question okay the role of temples the role uh, temples played earlier and the role temples playing today uh, there is a drastic change no doubt and there are not one uh, okay uh, reason there are many reasons one reason is okay uh, the powerful uh, communication medium okay for example you, let us say a television or uh, okay cinema industry is a powerful communication uh, okay a medium medium of communication uh, to the mass mass communication uh, media isn't it but then what these people have done is uh, instead of uh, okay uh, picking up uh, one indian culture art and heritage such kind of issues they have picked up everything western and they have spoiled the cultural fabric first thing in a sense you watch any movie any movie uh, if a person if a sanatani is visiting a temple he is demeaned, he is made uh, he is mocked at so the present generation feels that visiting temple is a waste and people who are uh, psychos who are introverts who are kind of uh, okay? Uh, uh, this uh, okay, uh, shy fellows. They visit temples. Otherwise, uh, the uh, dudes, okay, kind of modern guys, okay, they do not visit temple and they are uh, okay, chill guys, kind of. Okay, the impression not, that is created by the mass communication, the temple, okay, mass a, media.
0: it's not cool to visit a temple. So you know
1: why? Okay, they, they have yes, they have spoiled that fabric. Okay, the role of mass media and uh, and, and the, the role of mass media has to be always they have to be criticized to the uh, core for what they have done to Indian uh, society. That is one thing. Okay, and the next important reason comes uh, education in a sense after the British are gone. Okay, they have given their education system to us. So what we have done is, uh, okay, we were brainwashed while they were leaving before they were leaving. We were brainwashed that. Okay, all that uh, is uh, there in Sanatana Dharma is only philosophy and uh, okay, blind beliefs and rituals, and there is no science. So they, they, we were made to believe that unless until you don't uh, learn science, you okay, uh, you are uh, always in uh, dark. And that is the reason. In the name of science, we have taken up everything Western. Okay, even see why, why are we so much crazy about Wikipedia today? Because everything that is that comes from West is uh, supreme and uh, great. And that is how the education system, what it has done is, imagine uh, 80% of Indian built heritage is temples. Yeah. 80% 80% of Indian built heritage is temples. You go every 50 kilometers and 100 kilometers, you find a temple.
0: Great universities surrounding the temples.
1: We have, yeah, uh, and and now and now the present education system do not talk about those temples and their temple interpretation and the temple interpretation. How sad! In a sense, you are uh, what is that? The culture, the culture of people in a sense 80% of the built heritage that is there in india are temples and they make one of the large part of the culture of the majority of the country and that part is not discussed in the books and about them, the people are the students are not uh, okay aware they are not taught
0: the only thing, know. You, know what, you know what, professor, the only thing which I have, which I have shared you know, which I have seen in the in the textbooks, especially of a, of, a, of a school-going children, uh, what I have seen is, uh, whenever they talk about our culture, they do not talk about any positive. The only focus is uh. on caste and, and yes. Brahman bashing. That's it. That is the only thing which I have, Sati, you know, they
1: just take up. No, sati- I, no not that. You have to, uh, see, there is one, another important point, Mrinal we always do not pay attention to uh, do not uh, okay. The, uh, cut this statement that I am telling you okay keep it this no, all, now present today the only one thing they do is uh, Hindu bashing and how do they do it see very cleverly they will code the references that you have you and me have never read in our life they will take some shlokas very randomly from remote books and remote grandhas and what they do they highlight and they talk about it Now, when they bring such shlokas or the literature before you and they talk, which are uncomfortable, and now you become a layman before him, and you think, start thinking, This I have never heard, this I have never read. And then immediately, now you are not, you are in a defensive mode. You do not know to say anything. And then you are defeated. You feel, you have a habit, feeling of that, uh, okay, lost, okay, lost the war feeling. And then uh, that's how and that is how okay the moral is brought down uh, uh, from the Sanatanis and uh, they are targeted and they are spoiled and young, young brains young minds and that is the reason i say see it's not about uh, uh, we, we should not discuss and talk about what these people are coming with they, they, they come with utter nonsense. They pick up a shloka, only one shloka out of context from Manasmati and they quote. Isn't it? How, many, how many people see? I have read all my life Bhagavad Gita, but I have never read Manasmati. So now, how will I be able to defend myself when somebody is quoting out of context Manas, Manasmati shloka? And
0: it's, difficult to, well, it's very difficult to translate Sanskrit into English actually. It's not an easy exercise. Yes. I mean, the kind of translation, I mean, you require a lot of brains and a lot of study first to learn the Sanskrit and then to translate it or transliterate it. Right? Yeah. So, the so... kind of translations which we are also having is really flawed. I mean, uh, I mean, for example, I see a lot of people currently nowadays are following Devdutta Patanayak, uh, you know, to understand their own culture or the Sanatan culture. But when yeah. I see interpretation. Or uh, when I see lot of lot of Sanskrit scholars, you know, they are they are rightly debunking this guy who is spreading utter nonsense uh, when it comes to you know kind of uh, uh, when he's propagating or you know when he's writing this whole books uh, based on our Vedas, based on our Shastras, based on our Itihasas, you know, basically. So that is, I think, once again, issue the, the total wrong interpretation or the wrong translation of Sanskrit
1: yeah so uh, yes so the, 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 these are uh, some issues which we should uh, pick up some other time and uh, yeah. uh, they need lot of lot of uh, brainstorming they're they not uh, as simple as uh, we, think. we think okay there are some uh, bigger problems than what we can uh, anticipate yes yes Mrinal. right
0: right right professor uh so just a, just a last question before we you know part yeah. and wait for our next episode record yes. uh uh, according to you, uh, what kind of, uh, uh, what different kind of temple, temple architecture we have in our in our culture? See, uh, just for the sake of, ne-
1: example, people yeah, the number of the number of the number of regions that we have uh, in India, uh, the same number of styles we have. Uh, okay, uh, in India, the,
0: Muslim, the number
1: of. Uh, yeah, um, Renal. The, the, the,
0: the prominent ones out of them which temple style or structure yes
1: yes that is what so uh, the number of uh, regions you have in india the number of temple uh, styles you have for example if you go down south you have uh, uh, dravida style of temples mm-hmm. and then if you come towards the north and central india you have nagara style of temples and there are two variants of uh, okay important major variants of this Nagara style of temples. One is uh, towards the east, which is Kalinga style, and one is towards the west, which is uh, uh, Maru style. Again, okay, later on uh, it is uh, later on it was called as Swalanki style also. Mm-hmm. And uh, then uh, the combination of both Nagara and Dravida is something like Vishra style, which you find in Karnataka region and uh, adopted majorly by the Hoysala rulers. Then uh, you have uh, this Ratna temples, okay, based on uh, okay uh, evolved b- uh, based on the local tradition uh, that is their local domestic houses that is there, that are constructed in Bengal region. You go beyond Bengal to Ahom uh, country or Assam, then you have Nilachal ne- temples because the Ahom uh, rulers and uh, their prede- predecessors they have built temples in the foothills of Nilachal Parvat. So they are all called as Nilachal temples, and uh, their shikara is uh, a copy from uh, the uh, grass, okay, roofs that were constructed, uh, okay, the, the domestic, the grass roofs of the domestic houses. And you go towards the Himalayan region or the Shivaliks, the okay, the southern Himalayan region. Uh, you have uh, uh, Katkuni temples, Katkuni in the sense, uh, mud. Uh, Sorry, the stone and wood is used for constructing the temples in Pagoda style. And uh, then uh, you go towards Kerala, then you find Kastamaya temples, which are uh, purely made of wood. Okay, though their uh, base or foundation is of stone. So like based on the region and based on the uh, um, material available, so such types have evolved in their respective uh, areas. Understood,
0: understood, Professor. Uh, this has been an amazing session professor and i really really appreciate that you took out time to come to my podcast channel and i wish that we'll be having more and more sessions on different topics uh with respect to temples with respect to the sanatan culture and and i think more important temples because i think speaking about temples uh, is, is an unlimited affair right yeah. <laughs> It requires lifetime to understand because there are many phases through which our culture, or through which temples or Dewale went through in our in our in, yes. in in a different period of time. We had a lot of invasions, we had reconstructions yes. as well, right? We had we had uh, 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 we we had where you know one particular uh uh, uh uh murti has been shifted to another place of worship, right, to save it basically of when the temple is broken down. So usually what King or a particular Prohit did was, you know, shift the a particular deity to some other location. So a lot of topics, a lot of interesting topics, which are, which are, you know, which we need to explore uh, basically. Uh, uh, thank you so much, Professor. Thank you so much for taking out time. Uh, so guys, uh, it's a wrap up now. I hope you guys would have learned as to why uh, temples are important what kind of role they played in our society and are still playing, uh, and what importance temple or devale holds in the Sanatan culture and why they are important to propagate and to increase the influence of our Sanatan culture. Hope you guys would have understood it. you guys would have any questions, you can mail me personally uh, uh, in my email id mrinal 1991 at gmail.com thank you so much thank you so much professor once again to count. thank you
1: Rinald. thank you so much uh, and pronounce to all the listeners
0: thank you thank you professor thank you guys see you next time around uh have a nice day namaste